0: Nice. Welcome to the Living With Heart Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Hello good, again, Brian. Good morning-ish, Dr. Chip Dodd. Yeah. How are you? This will be a shorter
1: podcast, as you well know, because yes. lunch is nigh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We'll see Actually, how, how your disposition yeah. is when yep. you're hungry. I'm going to have a 15-minute lunch and then go do my <laughs> your go session. sessions. I know. you know. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I like it more when we're just, there's not too much of a uh, a timetable. I do too. Yeah. People, That's what I was thinking. Need we, need, we need we need to
1: start at eight and finish at noonish, yeah. Kind of thing instead of nine, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was riding between eight and nine, getting everything sent out. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, you start early, go late. It's
1: seems to be that way quite a bit. Yeah, you like so, that? Um, I like spurts of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, yeah. I like spurts of that, and then I like to rest from that extended sure. periods. Um, but Sonia has often said, you know, I'll do spurts of that, which may last a long time and then big rest. Mm -hmm. And Sonia says, you don't take all your vitamins for the year. I'm like, okay, thank you. You know, but it's true. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's where, uh, you know, I ended up developing a practice that I have to practice is the, the RE experience Mm -hmm. that there's no such place as a way that we exhaust ourselves. Then we go away and somehow come back different, mm-hmm. but we actually experience the day, the daily difference through time, and replenishment, recreation, and so on. Yeah. So we'll talk about that some other time. But that's very important.
0: Yeah, I know we're on a time ish crunch, mm-hmm. so uh, we gotta we gotta get this in. But um, so we're continuing a conversation on neediness. Yeah, how being neediness uh, is good. We are. This is the second part of a conversation about. <laughs> the need for security, and we talked about how uh, building dependency genuinely Mm -hmm. builds competency and health and flourishing in the areas of Mm -hmm. life that matter the most. We're going to kick off with talking about the circle of security. You want to start there?
1: Yeah, let's do. uh, And and really, there there are three movements in security as just if anybody's trying to frame what we're doing. What we're doing, yeah. The first podcast was talking about that we have a need for security and what we bring to it. Today, we're talking about what happens when you begin to get it, requiring a circle of security. And then we'll talk about an outcome of what comes out of that circle into the world that's in need of security. Mm -hmm. And remember that a need is something that has to be fulfilled or you will die. Mm. These needs are that important. And food, water, shelter, and clothing, we accept easily. But to truly live and not just get by, we have to face that really, truly, the real needs of the human being are almost all strictly emotional, spiritual, relational. Mm. That our needs are actually fulfilled through relationship, the real needs, the belong, to matter, security, listening, grief, and so on, all requiring that we be needy of ourselves with others and God. So a need is something that has to be fulfilled or we will die. So everybody out there listening is getting their needs met. Yeah. But are they getting met legitimately or illegitimately because the needs are more powerful than your, your, my, yours,
0: or my capacity to stop them. What's the most illegitimate way you see people meet the need for security?
1: Uh, that to trying to, uh, have power, over being in need of security, being the one who delivers and the one who's never in need of being delivered to mm. or delivered from.
0: Like the perpetual helper and the yeah. meter of needs, whatever yeah. the haver yeah. of needs. Or the one who's
1: completely <laughs> in denial and numb, but it's almost always power over. The, in fact, the greatest human power is our capacity to refuse how we're created, to refuse mm. how we're made. That is the ultimate human power. Mm. to be able to deny and even come to the point where we are removed from, which is the scariest thing of all, removed from admission of loneliness, Mm. admission of hurt, admission of fear, admission of need, that we can actually go so far away from ourselves that we could remain eternally suspended in not being human, which is Mm. frightening. Those people are very, very dangerous. Mm. I mean, the more we need... In its legitimate forms, the safer we are, the more we can be trusted and the stronger we are. Hmm. Just the paradoxical opposite hmm. of what we tend to think. Paul said, in my weakness is displayed his strength, but in my weakness is also my strength hmm. because my neediness brings me to fulfillment. My fulfillment brings me to the capacity to pour out and to pour out makes me needy again because hmm. I need to be refilled. Yeah. It's the cycle of life. Yeah. And therefore, we need to do it daily.
0: Yeah. And I think even to reiterate what was most, I think one of the most insightful things you said from the last episode uh, for me was that, you know, we do not begrudgingly accept neediness, but actually it's a gateway, not just into intimacy with God, as significant as that is, but even into like true greatness. I mean, even something as simple as like yeah. a professional athlete who admits they need coaching throughout the totality of their career. Yeah is going to be in their respective league longer than the guy who's like, yep. who the heck are you to tell me how mm-hmm. to play?
1: Yeah. They may get more attention. The second guy may get more attention, more notoriety, but not be better
0: off. Right.
1: And it's amazing, isn't it, that uh, that, that that even players who will admit needing to be coached right. are also the ones who will admit that they need to be loved by the coach. Mm. Isn't that amazing? And yeah. there's a whole – there's a whole sports research, sports research around uh, that love from the coach, so to speak, mm. that can come in many forms, decreases stress, mm. literally decreases cortisol in, in the body, and that increases your capacity to be fully present while you're performing. Mm. In other words, through that love, care, support, security, you wind up bringing your hands, your head, and your heart To what you're doing, you're Mm. completely in, Mm. which means that you are officially a great athlete Mm. because a great athlete sees nothing but the ball metaphorically. Yeah. In other words, there's no audience. Right. It's just it. And they're all in Mm. it. And oh, what is that? Applause? Attention? (laughs) Booze? Oh, oh, Mm. there are people here. Mm. And so not being blind, but being so fully involved that you get into the zone, Mm. uh, which is a whole whole thing of de- being de-stressed but it comes from security right so yeah so, so circle of security yeah so okay. talk
0: about the circle of security so what is that
1: so security the need for security is like we've talked about one is a place where i can sit and know that i'm surrounded by safety and support that i can be myself i can reveal what we talked about the greatest griefs or the greatest celebrations now What's sad about that, a lot of people who are listening is that we don't know the language of grief mm-hmm. and we don't know the language of celebration mm-hmm. because we have not returned to the voice of the heart. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know the language of how we're created. We don't know the primary colors and therefore we can't be artists in our own lives. So we've got to go back to the language of how we're created, which is it's biblical too, folks and it's also neuroscience and those, uh, you know, neuroscience is fully integrated into being awakened to ancient truths now more than yeah. ever before. But it's, it, it's so as a person thinks in their heart, so is the person, which takes us to feelings and needs and desire and longings and hope. And also it says, be diligent, be guard, guard your heart as really a treasure house, because out of it flow the issues of life or out of it uh, flow the concerns of life. In other words, it's, who, it's kind of the center of who you are. So one of our needs is security, a place where you can pour yourself out and know that you will be received, accepted, and coached
0: mm.
1: by people who have had to need, be received, and be coached. Yeah. So the circle of security is a place where you can go and you have assurance that you'll be received and welcomed and cared for and respected and valued and be safe.
0: Mm. safe space. Yeah. So this is like the, you know, we talk about the process, feel your feelings, tell the truth, trust God with the process. So this is step two is finding a group of people.
1: And then having them.
0: Having them. Having them.
1: Where we can go ask some of the most dangerous questions. Hey man, you still care about me even though I told you this? Yeah. Or, and the questions go on from there. But a circle of security is not a place where you or I go make demands. Hmm. We don't walk in and say, you better do this or you've got to do that. If you don't award me this or that, then I'm going to, it's not a place where you're, you're, you're you're threatening or, um, and, and you don't have a right to go and live in self pity there. Hmm. In other words, you're going to bring what you feel, what you need, tell the truth about it and trust the process. Yeah. And by that openness, you cannot help but gain encouragement. Hmm. hey, not too long ago, William, my youngest son. And he said, Dad, anything I tell you, you can tell anybody. i like, come on, son. <laughs> oh, not, come on. There. You, uh, you know, you want me to use discretion. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if. Uh, but uh, he's really open. But we were sitting on my courtyard. He was troubled by something. He was talking about stuff. And then in the middle of it, he said, Dad, you got nothing. You're giving me nothing nothing but platitudes and cliches. I'm like, and then he, he, he said a few more things. He said, you're, you're not fixing anything.
0: Mm.
1: And then he got up and said, I'm leaving. Mm. And he moved towards the gate, opened the gate. I said, love you, William. He goes, love you too, dad. And he just (laughs) left. (laughs) But I knew that I would see him again. Yeah. And he would come back again. And he, caught himself in demands. Mm. He wanted a rescue mm. more than a relationship that mm. would encourage or strengthen. And then he comes back later. And the funniest thing, the irony, because uh, to me, it was like, yeah, maybe it is cliches and platitudes. But I just remember saying, William, it may be, but it's still true. Mm. You know. And the amazing thing, the other night we were talking, and he said, do you remember that night? And I'm like, yeah, I've spoken of it numerous times <laughs> because it's so beautiful to know that he he had security with me and I with him. Yeah. See, even though he's my son, mm. there's a circle of security. But he said, "You know, you remember that night? Do you remember the two things you told me?" I'm thinking, "But no," but I remember the two things you told me. Yeah. <laughs> and he he reported two things. He said those things really made a difference. I'm like, mm. wow. I didn't fix him. I was in fellowship with him and I shared my experience, strength and hope and all that I've gained and learned Mm. in the struggle of life. So he had a circle. It was a circle of two that
0: night. Yeah. It's really interesting too, because I think probably instinctually we'll always lean towards speaking towards men since we're two men having this conversation. Mm -hmm. But my observation with men is if you can open them up to the possibility of let's, let's not call it even a circle of security, let's just call it a circle, right? So somebody might be open to, hey, I'm not supposed to do this on my own, um, you know. so maybe I'll join like, you know, I've heard them called mastermind groups, um, you know, coaching circles where there's sort of uh, an expert and then there's a bunch of guys bringing their problems and the problems are getting fixed or solved. I think what I love about the example that you're giving And again, like there's always a place of strategy and, you know, like skills, skills, tacticians. Yeah. Like learning basic, uh, and advanced, uh, competency for professional aptitude matters. Mm. But I feel like one of the things that you're speaking to is a lot of times what we're looking for is not nearly as inaccessible as we think. Right. Because if you need an expert, you have to go find the guru. Mm -hmm. But if what you need is fellowship and listening, Mm -hmm that is way more accessible than we realize. Yeah, oh, that's
1: well said. And the skills of life, the skills of living come out of that, that make us open to get the skills of doing. I mean, yeah. and, and, and most of the time in those skill-based classes, needs aren't met. Right. We get mastery of competence, but not mastery that comes from neediness. You see, this is what we're talking about. We're not talking about the things of, that are like intellectually achievable. So nor are we denigrating that. I'm not denigrating uh, intellect, skills, morality. I'm saying that they all come from a place uh, or they're used best when we can bring our full selves to wherever we are. Mm -hmm. And most of us tragically end up using intellect and willpower and even morality to try to eject our neediness. To get rid of through competency, I will no longer have to be Mm -hmm. uh, in a position of seeking comfort. Mm -hmm. So the circle of security is, like you said, it's available everywhere. I guess we could say because everybody is walking around with an inner guru guru that needs to be grown. Yeah, You know, that's called the child that grows into the person who grows up
0: versus just uh, uh, gets older. And the skills you like somebody doesn't have to uh have gotten a PhD no to be able to demonstrate these skills. Anybody can I mean it's oh. kind of the frustrating reality, right? That All on right. one hand anybody can do it. Now there's a rarity and a loneliness I feel like we have to acknowledge because, sure. you know, I think especially men, but not only men, but a lot of men long for uh a circle like this. That which a, a fellowship mm-hmm. a a place of they're not going to be bombarded with solutions and Hey, you should read this book, but I see you, I hear you. Um, but it is perpetually elusive and then they give up and a place
1: where there are no shoulds, but there are needs and wants the confession of being human. See, if, if you, if you or I invest in life, child, man, woman investment, if you or I invest in life, we're going to sooner or later, on the front lines of living, get wounded and we need a place where we can go and metaphorically put down our sword and shield and be the one to receive the healing, which means I need somebody to watch over me and somebody to watch out for me. And there's a circle that surrounds me of acceptance and care and support and strengthening while I heal. Right. And then those people are also people who know what it's like to be in the center of the circle, so to speak, mm-hmm. and be in need. It's just that this time, I may be the one in the barrel of, of trouble, a yeah. barrel of pain, a barrel of problems. So a friend is someone who doubles your joy and cuts your sorrows in half. That's what happens in the circle of security. And it is even hormonal, chemical. I mean, it's we know that exercise releases hope molecules into the, the mind and, and heart, so to speak. Well, this experience of neediness releases the, the, the chemistry of well-being into our system mm. that we know we're never alone. And see, that's the greatest fear in life. It becomes the what we think of as the fear of death, but the really the fear of death itself is related to the greatest fear of a child, which is not death. The greatest fear of a child is alone. Mm. And see, if we're born to seek relationship and find fulfillment through it then aloneness is the worst thing that could ever happen to us mm. and there are many people who men uh, men and women but men tragically are suffering aloneness even in the crowd in which they're doing skills and master classes and intellectual achievements right. they're living alone and uh, in loneliness in the midst of a crowd this yeah. what killed Janice joplin she said it herself The loneliest place I've ever been is backstage with Mm. 20,000 fans screaming my name after I've left the stage, Mm. killed her.
0: Mm. Yeah. Drugs, overdose of drugs too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But what prompted prompted the, the drug use? Yeah. So
1: a circle of security becomes the relationships that come out of the neediness of it. And so also we need to be able to sit down in solitude With the security of solitude to to lay claim to ponder our neediness to ponder life to ponder which always takes us to prayer Mm. in other words of reaching out with our voices towards an entity that we hope and pray cares for us which we you and i know is you know jesus christ savior and lord for me but then circle security and then what's amazing is what comes out of a circle of security takes us to the the third phase. Right. So there's needing, then there's having, and then there's giving.
0: Can we, I don't want to move past circle of security yet because okay. I, I feel like people who are listening are probably saying, I like that and I don't know how to do it or I don't know how to, mm-hmm. to get it, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I think. Like, I'm trying to think of the things that are expressions of this, like church small groups, for example, or Sunday oh, school man. classes, yeah. or, you know, and it's not to degrade those. Um, no. But, you I know, mean, it's I mean,
1: even, like, even, you know, green bean casserole in a meal, we, we've, we've tended to degrade the fellowship of caring through food. Right. Too. And that's part of it. So it's all part of
0: it. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, we're not, but I don't know. I feel like the last couple of years, maybe if I can give it a testimony of just what I've experienced, um because I feel like for the last couple of years, I finally experienced it really for the first time in my life through champions path, which is something that we'll talk about in greater detail later, but it's kind of the premier program that yeah. if people want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we run these cohorts and the one that's coming up is full, but we've got one we'll, we'll release yeah. dates coming up. Oh, we're
1: doing a young man. We'll do a, a, a... I think of old men, but it's really more, a uh, uh, well-seasoned men. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, I caught well-seasoned men and I thought, Hey, I'm thinking about these old men and thinking, Oh crap, I'm one them. <laughs> <old man." laughs> I think of myself as separate from that, you That's know? right. which is, uh, I guess, grandiosity and yeah. denial both.
0: <laughs> right. But I think that, you know, as the overflow of that, I got connected to three other guys, um, Two who are here in Nashville and uh Cliff Roth, who's up in Louisville, mm-hmm. who you know became a circle which you can do the process of feeling your feelings, telling the truth, and trusting God. With and these the are men
1: that you haven't even known that many years and don't see as often as you'd like to. Think about that. Oh yeah. I mean and I you've met got them for bond. the first time through
0: mm-hmm. through you, but even I mean just to make it I'm trying to make this as practical as possible but I used to I thought about this a couple of weeks ago I used to if I was really uh anxious about something you know I would uh you know drive home from work and I would try to put on you know I try to like handle it in the healthiest way that I could alone you know it's Mm -hmm. like I'm going to listen to some worship music and I'm going to um, just kind of process and, you know, and I'm, I'm putting in my mind, Hey, there's this sort of geographical marker before I come home that I'm not going to bring this thing into my house and affect the way that I treat my wife or the way that I parent my kids. And I'm going to do this. And it very rarely worked.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, now, you know, through the growing relationships that, that we've had in the kinship of this, You know, it's not even like I have to call one of these guys on the way home, but I will leave them like a voice memo. Yeah, And we'll do it for each other all the time. Just the constant stream of voice memos Mm -hmm. of, hey, I had this happen and I'm really scared Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm really worried about this and this and this. And I also feel kind of embarrassed even saying that because it feels like it's a small thing and it shouldn't bother me so much and I wish it didn't bother me so much. And it's like the four minute exercise of telling the truth and, four minutes and just getting back, yeah. um, you know, a group of guys who know how to give back, you know, what you're not getting back is a four minute, Hey, okay. I listened to you. I would do, but, but you know, one, two, three, mm-hmm. and four. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 99% of the feedback is, Hey, thanks for being vulnerable. Thanks for, thanks for letting us, <clears throat> Michael Purifoy, one of these guys, he'll, he'll, you know, he'll just, he'll just say, Hey, thanks for letting me know where you're at. And there's just something about that Mm -hmm. that you're just like, oh, okay. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. I don't know if it'll ever be resolved. Yeah. I do know I'm not alone and that's enough. That's it. There's your circle of of security. Yep. Yep.
1: And what you were doing on the way home is, is you may as well go to a bar and have a drink Mm. and then with the promise that you make up yourself. I will, when I get home, I will not let this bother me. I will not let it bother them. I will not. I'm going to carry it by myself. The opposite of how we're made Mm -hmm. come unto me, all of you who are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And even when you reached out with a voice memo, you didn't even get anything back. Right. You did have the fear of wondering what they thought. If you've got a history of having been hurt before. Right. At the same time you had the hope through your experiences, that you would get a response like Michael gave you like, man, thank you for being vulnerable. And in that he knows that now I have also a place to go with my celebrations, my grief and my struggle between the two. Like, wow. Right. And that is replenishing. Right. It's real.
0: Yeah. And I think the thing about it is that it's not, there's a tension, right? Anybody can do it. And it's one of the hardest things in the world to actually get and to experience. I mean, I think that's part of like what you try to create something like champion's path. And even, you know, as we record this at the voice of the heart center, I know uh, Colton, who is the founder of this, that's a big part of his heart, even of, you know, doing group work and not just isolated counseling Mm -hmm. sessions is really where people get healthy is not, you know, for example, they see you as an author and guru, even though you have plenty of things to offer but the long-term health is getting people into communities where they can continually do Absolutely. this work together yeah. and even acquire the skills of, uh, here is how you conduct yourself in a group. Yeah. Because most people, and they're even well-intentioned.
1: Yeah, even the, and even these groups, well-intentioned, if they're feeling their feelings, telling the truth, and trusting the process, they will be able to take out of that fellowship home to the ones they love more. Right. That which they gained from just loving some.
0: Right. And this is some of the substance of what we're, I mean, I think this is the the mechanics of what we were talking about in the last episode of saying, you know, for example, if you are married with kids and you want to show up at home, not first and foremost to take and be uh, codependent and drift into this place of self pity mm-hmm. and, Hey, did you see this? And did you see this? And did you see this? And, mm-hmm. this? and I did the laundry, and I cooked dinner, and uh, you know, did you see how early I got up? And did you see how much I work? And you know, until your wife just gets mm-hmm. sick of you, um, and your kids, you know, feel like they can't. <laughs> why yeah. why, why are you? Why? Oh, I'm
1: smiling because uh, something you said yesterday. I I gave you a call. Yeah. And you 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 know worked during uh, the week right. and beautiful yeah. sermon. May I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. And yeah, then, tell uh, it. And then I called you and I said what you sitting there staring at your cereal kind of thing? You're right, right. Nope. I'm making oatmeal. <laughs> and then you said, I get the whole self pity thing after working all week. Suddenly I'm, I'm up on Monday morning, you know, and working on Sunday, I'm I'm on Monday morning. I'm making oatmeal for these children. And like, what position is that? I'm thinking my thought was glorious. Right. I'm removed from it. I get that. Yeah. But, and, and I have been a young man and, um, uh, I would love to have those days back mm. because um, those who are humble will be exalted. Those who are self-exalting will be humbled. And even going back to circle security, uh, where where we find with other men, other people, uh, our capacity to, to grow mm. by being ourselves, mm. uh, being our own true hearted selves that Peter said f- for, to, to cast all of your anxiety. Yeah. Upon him because he cares for he cares you. Free. So we've got God, we've got others and we have a freedom to know that anything that bothers me bothers him. Mm. And so, and that humility, mm. which is humility, which means I'm admitting I'm made out of dirt, yeah. but also I'm looking at you going, so are you. Yeah. And if you'll admit that, then I have a very high probability of, of taking a risk of finding safety with you and care from you. And even when Michael said, Hey, thank you for sharing that. He he let out a breath of comfort. Right. Whew, now I know where I can go Right to to be in need or to, to meet
0: needs. Right. Because, Circle of security. But Well, I want to say one thing. This is just a random tangential thought. But as you were talking, you know, one of the things I was, as you were talking about my kids, one of the things I was thinking is that it's actually a gift that they don't give you the thing that you most want. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like you kind of want like, Hey, I preached yesterday. Can where's my parade? Yeah, you know, can you can you see me for the way that other people publicly experience me? But you know what's really interesting is actually, they love me because they love me, and they can't stop. Right. You know, I was I was this struck me yesterday actually. I was uh, after work. I was I was helping Megan get somewhere, and uh, we met in a parking lot. And so it was like I drove Transfer. my car. She drove her. So we were. We, I was helping. She was like, "Hey, can you meet me here and uh-huh. help the kids get in?" Mm-hmm. So I was. So we met. And so you know, she drives a minivan, and the door opened. I don't know why this thought crossed my mind, but um, I was like, in, and my kids were pumped to see me. You know, it's like I I have four kids who are still in a prime age of mm-hmm. like, oh dad, you know, uh, like what a surprise it's dad, and um and I was thinking to myself how scared they would be if it was somebody really famous that most people would be pumped to see, you know, like if it was Taylor Swift or yeah. Michael Jordan, you know, it, I don't know why I thought about that, but I was like, my kids would be terrified if Michael Jordan opened the door, Taylor Swift, opened the door, wrong person came out, even though they're the most accomplished uh-huh. because they actually have this ability to mm-hmm. see a person for a, a person, as opposed to maybe their accomplishments, the greatest like compliment. They, they, like
1: we mentioned, even even in the last podcast, that if your if your people that love you most are least impressed by you, that's a great thing, because right. that's a place you can go and truly just like not be a performer. Right. Instead, you have one of the highest uh, uh, celebratory appellations that you can have. Right. Called dad. Yeah. I mean, it's a name that millions have. Right. But you're the one and only to them and and they don't care about who you can cut
0: open or what you can shoot or some great spokes thing you've done. And, and the reason I'm, maybe I'm connecting the dots now. The reason I say that's tangential is actually, I think that's a great analogy for what a true circle of security is, particularly Mm -hmm. for somebody who's traditionally a high performer or does something publicly, because it's interesting, even as I think about this group of guys that I met through you, um, it's funny to me, even just very practically, the depth and the quickness that these guys will respond to if you demonstrate vulnerability mm-hmm. versus if you if you put out your performance. So for yeah. example, if I share a YouTube video of a sermon I did, I might hear back, maybe I probably will at some point, and they'll be like, "Hey, that was great, man. like great, yeah. great job. But if I was like, hey, I'm really scared about this or um, I'm really struggling here or I will hear back. I'll probably get a phone call back mm-hmm. immediately. And, you know, it's, it's funny, right? Because I think particularly for performers, we're like, hey, did you see what I did? Did you see what I did? Did you see what I did? Was it good? Did you see it? Did you like it? Um, but for these guys, they're almost like it's almost like an embodiment of that childlikeness of like, no, no, no. I love you because I, I love you, not because of your performance. Um, and so if you're in need, I'll be there for you. I might watch your sermon. You, you know, you're not a big deal. It doesn't really matter. Um, that's the the healthiest way. It's
1: the ultimate care. And see, you know, if if you're a helper, performer, a doer, then you, you have somewhere inside of you become cynical Hmm. because you're saying you only care about me because of what I do. Right. And your children are going like, are you crazy? Right. And your friends are even going Hey, would you cut it out? Right. Like, don't leave me so lonely with your performance. Yeah. We're not want your performance. We want you. Right. And so actually people who love you in the circle of security is the greatest challenge you'll ever face because the high expectation and low demand, high expectation is you bring you here. Don't bring that bullcrap in here. Mm. Don't bring that yeah. performance that the world values, but we don't. I mean, right. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're gifted and talented, but. Hey, what I need is you, right. because uh, I need you, and yeah. you need me. It's healthy shame. Mm. It's humility. Mm. It's
0: being yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me think of. In uh, Arthur Brooks wrote from Strength to Strength. It was my favorite book that I read last year, uh, other than your books. <laughs> uh, but yeah. that's that's hey, yeah, stay really on different. Topic, yeah, Brian. exactly. Yeah, I saw that. Look. Yeah, um, stay on topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But Arthur Brooks has this, he talks about, um, you know, the reality of increased loneliness, not only as you age, um, but also as you get more successful Yep. and how he, he talks about the difference between, uh, real friends and deal friends, deal friends being the people yeah. who are in relationship with you because of what you can do. Yep. And he says the challenge is that, you know, there's this trap basically that you get older, you tend to advance in your career, grow in influence, grow in the life of an organization. And so you become, you lose almost all your real friends. You're left with only your deal friends, which then leads to a professional transition that's inevitable. And then you lose professional
1: transition into aloneness
0: into your completely alone. I I
1: would say that this uh, advancement and success is actually not what society does to that person, but what that person does to him or herself. Mm, that they were that they were climbing the ladder and right. denying their real needs, and they wound up getting the result of their uh, ambition, where their ambition took them. And ambition means to vote get. In other words, I'm watching and working right. for votes so I can stay in a position of power yeah. and not be in need. Yeah. And then they, they get the consequences, even when prosperity comes, mm. they don't see it. Yeah. And they've missed their lives mm. because God has given us the opportunity to have both, yeah. to have outcomes and to have fulfillment, mm. to have production and to be fully present in it. Right. I mean, we, we, we've gotten an opportunity, but it's amazing that, that the ancient scriptures say cursed, Isolated is the person mm. who trusts in their own strength. strength, who depend upon their own flesh, mm. and then the, the boom, whose hearts have removed are removed from God, mm. are removed from the God who made them creator, and removed from the God who would guide them yeah. in terms of uh, leader. So mm. it's amazing how we are trained to isolate ourselves from everything we can have because it's scary feelings. It's embarrassing. We have history of remembering like people can make fun of me if I'm human. Right. And also humiliation is what most people have experienced. They were mocked and turned away. Once you get hurt, you become Mm self-willed. I will never, I will, I will, I will never let this happen again. And we become performers rather than fully present. And in the process, as we move to the, let's go ahead and move to the third section for time purposes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But what do you want to do? We have like four minutes. Before, so well, that's, that's gold. Let's do it. We're okay. good. We're good. Uh, we, we've got five minutes, six minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the, the process is being in need and, and having the need met. You've got a place to struggle. Being in a place where you have the fellowship of struggle. In other words, the equality of admission, mm-hmm. the confession. It's like confession means to agree that you're human. And then you get skilled at being human. And then you cannot help but look for other humans Hmm. because you want others to have what you have and you're in need of getting from others (laughs) Hmm. what they have. So you can expand your life, uh, influence, uh, creativity, uh, multiplication of gifts, whatever. And the story of the good Samaritan is the prime story. When the, the, uh, some person was testing Jesus, and, and basically, what's the greatest commandment? Is to love God with all your heart, soul, and he says, mind and s- strength and mind. And that in Luke ten, and the guy says, but who's my neighbor? Mm-hmm. And then he gives the story of the good Samaritan. And the Samaritan was someone. The
0: second is like it. Love, love your neighbor. As yeah, you love your neighbor. As, yeah, sorry, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, love your neighbor as yourself. And then the guy said, who's He's my, my neighbor? neighbor? Right. And he gives an example of a Samaritan, which meant rejected. Trash, not part of the group, um, set up to to die. And they he called them the good Samaritan, which means someone had stepped into this person who was born into toxic shame and expected to live there, survive there. Someone had said, no, I'm going to give you what you were born to have instead of what you were labeled with mm. or how you've labeled yourself. You have great inherent worth and It's not because you're worthy. It's not because of your production and makes you worth it. It's, I mean, rather worthy and you're not worthless, you're worth it. And so someone had connected Mm -hmm. and fed the heart and that person had grown into someone who could see the hearts of others. So while the priest and the Levite avoided a man in the ditch who had been thrown away, beaten and robbed, it says the good Samaritan came to where that person was was curious. And then it says he saw the person in the ditch. And the word see means to receive. It means to relate to. I'm having feelings about what's happening. I have recognition of needs about what's happening. I need something to be different than I desire something related to it. So it says he saw him, which means he received him because he recognized him, though he'd never seen him before. What in the world does that mean? He recognized him. It said he saw him, and then he had compassion towards him, which means, I know what that's like to be in a situation like that. I know this pain, I haven't forgotten, though it's healed, I remember. And it says he got into the ditch mm. with the man. Compassion took him towards the healing. And not only did he provide what is security, but he got in the ditch and he took his first aid kit, which means the Good Samaritan had on his donkey preparation for pain, his Hmm. own or another. It says he had bandages, oil, and uh, wine or vinegar or something, but he had a a first aid kit. He took it into the ditch. He put the guy on his donkey, took him to an inn, and put money down. Hmm. He invested in him and, and, and also was in charge and was trusting another person to do what he said he would do, the innkeeper. He put two silver coins on the desk or the table, and said, I'll be back. Mm. And when he came back, what did he come back for? Mm. He came back to see if maybe the multiplication effect could occur. Are you somebody who can recognize what you received as I did? Mm. Because I want to give to you what I've been given. Mm. And if you want to take it, I happen to have a business up in Samaria, you want to be a part of it. Mm. In other words, join up in the fellowship of finding that we can have more than what survival has taught us that through relationship, we can have a thriving that we could barely ask of in our past or even imagine in our past. Mm. And so the good Samaritan is the story of the benefit that comes out of the circle of security through our neediness. We would wind up having strength and in that strength, we have fellowship and in that fellowship, we can recognize ourselves out there in the world, and through empathy, care for self, we end up developing compassion, mm. care for others. And then we see a world that's in need of what we've got. It's called creativity. And then we cannot help but serve. Mm. In other words, reach towards others who are like us. Mm. And we tell them a story. Hey, man, you don't have to live like this. This is where I was. Yeah. This is what happened. This yeah. is where I am now. Yeah. And so we need greater security so we can have a greater multiplication of freedom. Mm. Safety mm. needs to be met. A place to go where we mentioned last time. A place to grieve and a place to celebrate. And out of that fulfillment, life gets better and less tragic.
0: Mm. <laughs> I'm only pausing because I'm like, I hate that we have such a short amount of time uh, left. But yeah, I mean, I'll just... I think the thing that strikes me from what you just shared is it's interesting how you were talking earlier about how people try to be exclusively the helper to avoid the neediness. Yeah. And then they end up not being very helpful. I mean, I remember you said a few episodes prior you, you start to have a parasitic relationship. That kind was of kinda, the priest and the Levite, the right? helper. Yeah. Whereas isn't it interesting that when you're willing to be needy, you actually become truly helpful yep. as well. It's like you don't, miss out, you get it mm-hmm. all. It's the, it's the, isn't the, the, yeah. the economy of God yeah. is unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's,
1: and it's paradoxical. His economy right. is that wealth comes through neediness, mm. not through not needing. You know, even when, uh, uh, when I had the treatment center, I would tell every man, it was, we were treating only men. I would tell every man that you don't have what you really need and what you're really looking for until you sit in the rooms of our rooms and, and Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever twelve step meeting they were going to, until you look around the room and you no longer say, Not me. Hmm. In other words, you can see yourself and everyone else in the room. When you have that, then you know you've stepped into freedom yeah. and thriving and recovery.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's right on. Okay. You need to go to lunch and then you need yeah. to go to session. Yeah.
1: God bless you, man.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Jake. We
1: got spirit. I know. Give up, give up, give up tonight